There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, here's a worry and a concern. We've touched on this a number of times on this very program. Domestic violence. And there's now an app available. And they're so sensitive about the app that they don't want to name it on air in case people who are assailants realise that their partner already has the app. I want to speak to Catherine Harper, who's the founder and director of the group behind the app. Um, Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Kath, this is very worrying. This is, I understand what you're saying. If someone has already downloaded this app to ensure that they're able to get assistance or help or to keep, keep a log of how they're being, mm-hmm. how they're being coerced or, or, or bullied, the, 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 the threatening individual may not realise that that app is what, what it is. This is adding to the fear, is it not? Well, not really, Frank. It's just keeping them um, in control of what they're doing, that they have ownership of it as well. And also what you have out there is, uh, you know, individuals who are both perpetrators, but who are very tech savvy. And, you know, what you don't want them to do is have an opportunity to dive into what people are doing. But so that's only the concern when people are actually still living with the abuser. Um, what we also say is this app is actually very good for people who've already left the abuser because the abuse doesn't finish once the person leaves the relationship that abuse very often tends to continue over many many years and it continues through children child contact and also you know i've had situations where people get texts and threats 30 40 times a night or they get stopped in the street or they get followed or the car races up beside them you know all sorts of frightening things that happen and to be able to keep a record of that um, on, well, it doesn't get kept on the phone. You use it through the phone, but it goes off to a remote website that only the service user has um, the opportunity to get into. And they can go in and print that off, take it to their solicitor, use it you know, as a means of keeping an eye on things and keeping a track of what's been happening to them. Um, the important thing is that it doesn't stay on the phone and there's no email to them or no connection to them through the phone or any of their social media, um, including emails. Is, is, there an um, icon, is, is there an icon on the front page of the phone, the home page? Yes, yes, there is. There is. Now, there's so much talk about this and people are remarking on it quite publicly about this app now being available that the, the assailant is going to find out what it's, what it's called. So what steps can the 
person who's suffering take to ensure that their phone isn't checked and they're, they're not beaten up as a result of yeah. ha- having the app? Yeah, well, what they can do and what we would advise them to do is read through the terms and conditions um, carefully and to consider if they are living in the home and in contact with the perpetrator to keep themselves safe. We would suggest that they use someone else's phone or they have an extra phone or a phone they leave in work or somewhere like that where the perpetrator can't see and can't get any access to. I mean, even if they get the phone and even if they try to open the app, there's no information on it. So there's no danger of them finding what they've actually put in there. That's the beauty of it. That's the safety of it. It goes off to the remote website. Even the the service user can't go in and change the details of things that they've written. It's like an email once it's sent, it's sent. And you can then, you can add to it through other input, but you don't um, change anything and nobody else can change it. Now, your foundation that you work with was set up, it's, it is a charity, and yes. it's there to help people who are su- who are suffering. They, they, they come in all shapes and sizes and sexes, don't they? It's not just the traditional Absolutely. sad picture of a wife being beaten by a husband. No, and that's something we're trying to, you know, show that this is, it's positive to actually go and seek help. It's a positive move. If you go and look for someone to give you help or give you support or one of the things I would tell people when they come in is that, you know, there's like a three step process. The first is to recognize what domestic abuse is and understand that that's what you're experiencing. And the second is to understand what domestic abuse is, how it works, who who it affects and what the, uh, the control issues are. And thirdly is the process, which is what can you do about it? And how you can actually use the information to get away from that. Is a, a domestic abuser, an abuser, is that a person mm-hmm. who is jealous? Is it a person who is inadequate? Is it a person who is simply a, a, a bully? What is it about domestic abusers because very often when you discover that you were aware of one if you hear of a friend who was being domestically abused the person doing the abusing to many other people is a very nice person yes and that's very often the case you know sometimes you will get someone who's just generally aggressive but domestic abuse isn't just about aggression domestic abuse is about control and it's about control in their life what they were what they say what they think how the children are, you know, um, yes, they'll call it jealousy, but I'll call it control because, um, you know, if if someone trusts you, they shouldn't be jealous of you. And it's not even about trust. It's the fact that they control everything you do. It's like that drip, drip effect, Frank. It takes away that person's personality. It takes away their ability to make decisions and to feel that they are a person now in their own right. It actually controls everything they say, do and think. And they think, you know, the way they have to put the abuser's um, desires first. Because if you look at the cycle of abuse, um, it starts with an incident of abuse and then it will work forward into what we would call like the honeymoon period. You know, with sometimes you get the I'm sorry and buying cards and presents. And I've known people even be buying fancy cars. But then it moves on and it starts, you know, it starts to rumble. And some people are even told, well, if you ask me to forgive you, I'll forgive you this time. Don't be doing it again. So the, the victim learns to be managed by the controller and they work on. But gradually that starts to change into rumblings of, you know, a bit of anger or the look you get or the way they shut the door, or 
the way they throw their keys down or the way they just watch on television, you suddenly get a look out of the side of their eye and you know that they're thinking, you know, oh, here, and you think, well, here we'll go again. This is all going to start. And then we go back to the incident. And that keeps on happening in a cycle. And the perpetrator is in the centre of that, controlling it all and telling people how they want them to live. They isolate them from their family. They isolate them from their friends. They're very much alone. And then the same thing is done on the children. And this can be done in, I would say it's on an axis of, you know, from male to the very, very worst. I mean, we've recently seen programs on TV where um, men were abused, women were abused, and it, it goes in grades. And the only thing is it degrades the person and it takes their life away from them. It's an awful thing to experience. The abuser, is the abuser aware of what he or she is doing? Are they fully aware that they are doing wrong? I would say so, yes. I would say they have set out to control. And you'll often get a situation where um, maybe a young, say a young woman, which is one that I would know, um, who was met when she was 15 or 16 and groomed into a relationship where all her friendships were taken away and groomed into that and then my, and then the, the control increased and increased and increased. But if, if people will say so many people will leave an abuser so many times and then go back because it is a bit like an addiction. And when they go back, people will say, oh, where are they? Are they way back again? You know, this is the sort of things they're told and they're judged for what they're doing. But they're not in control. It's the abuser who's in control. And when they go back, and I say to them, but, you know, this takes courage. And you're a courageous person to even think that you may break this cycle and step out of it and take your children out of it. But the abuser knows what they're doing. They do, yes. And they set out to do it. It's, it's you know, it's set out. And even the issues we have with coercion. You know, if you're sitting, you're coming in and you're telling someone, oh, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're sick, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, you know, telling them and writing things down and saying things about them. And it, it just demoralizes and degrades and takes the person's personality off them. So they know what they're doing, Frank. It's brutal. It really, really is. Just briefly, uh, Catherine, if people who are listening, and I'm sure they've turned up the volume on the radio, those who are suffering and they haven't taken any step as yet, just briefly give them a number, give them something that they can move on right now. Well, we have a, a newbie website just opened up and it's the www.cithra.org.uk and we have also an email, it's info at cithra.org.uk and our phone number is 02893 but you can find all this information on our website and if you're in an area where there's possibly like even Women's Aid or MAP or other organisations that work with domestic abuse go to see somebody, go to the CAB go to the local advice service go to your GP, on the wall you'll find leaflets and posters with addresses and places that can help you Okay, Catherine, uh, thank you very very much indeed I think the thoughts of anyone who has no experience of this will be totally with a person who is suffering that sort of horror as we speak. Now, we are talking about Citra a few moments ago. It actually means in Hebrew, a refuge from the storm, cover. So that's what, that's what it means. C-I-T-H-R-A-H is the spelling. C-I-T-H-R-A-H is the full spelling of that. Um, Ali's on this line. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, Frank. You've benefited. Um. I did. I was one of the first people who actually was helped 
and assisted by Cethra to get away from an abuser and move forward now, in 2004. Yeah, without identifying yourself or the, the person, what were, you, what were you going through? Um, I was married for 18 years. Firstly, it was um, physical, and then it became um, financial, sexual, and emotional control. It was all the different elements, which I didn't even realize until Catherine showed me the cycle of, of, of abuse. Because I just thought, you know, Aki hasn't had me for a while. So I thought it was okay. And when you say hasn't hit me, this is a person who would lift the palm of their hand and slap you in the face. That that sort of hit or or, or, or pu- um, punch you or push it you. Blacked, it blacked both eyes in one night. So badly, they were so badly swollen I couldn't see for three days. Another night he grabbed my ears and my hair and bashed the back of my head against the tiled wall which I never went to the hospital about because I thought nobody would believe me because he was a professional. It's unbelievable as I say I don't want to to um, in any way identify the person you're, you're talking about. No, no, no. But, but the, the obvious question is if you know, if someone hits you and blackens your eyes, and th- th- this is there isn't an easy answer to this, I understand it, but it's still the obvious question. W- why didn't you just leave? Um, this is, I don't even understand this, but over the period before he did this, I now realised I was being manipulated and controlled so that I felt Every bad thing that happened to me was because of my behaviour, not because of the perpetrator. I believed that I had done something wrong. So therefore, he was only letting me know. You know, I was a very strong person outside of this relationship and I would not have taken this from anyone else but because of the emotional attachment with this person, I allowed it to happen. You actually loved this person? Oh, yeah, I thought I did. But how can you love someone that does that to you? That's not love. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's beyond... As I say, I totally believe what, what you're saying, but if, I'm lucky enough not to have lived in that, this world that you live in or that you have lived in and mm-hmm. that many other people live in. And so there'd be people listening to this radio program who can't even fathom what you've uh-huh. experienced. And they'll they'll be really beginning to try to digest it for, for the for the first mm-hmm. time. And it's a it's And Frank, a, I grew I grew up in a loving, loving family where my father adored my mother. And vice versa. And they both, you know, it was them first and us kids second. You know, they loved each other so much. So I had no background of abuse or anything else. I was just taken into this. 
maybe I had a bit of low self-esteem because of events in my life outside of the family. But it was nothing to do with my family life. It's a reminder, listening to you is a reminder of how important this service is or or, or other similar services. Absolutely. What what, what were they able to do, the likes of Women Aid, etc.? What what are they able to do for people like you? Well, Catherine herself actually took me. I I left a home that I had bought with my ex. And I came away with just the clothes I was standing in and my son. And I I stayed with my mum in her fold. Um, and then I had to go to the housing executive and register as homeless. Which was hard for me because I'd worked from over 16. And I left when I was 45. So I'd worked all my life. And to go and actually look for um, benefits was also very hard for me. But the important thing is, Get there, get a, get away from whoever's doing this to you and you can start again and you can make a life for yourself and you can get through all the drama and crisis and everything else. And the, the one question I would say to anybody living in the circumstances, if I stay with this person, am I going to get stronger or am I going to get weaker? And if you're going to get weaker, get out. Ali, I don't want to sound patronising because you're the person who's been on the journey, but I'll say this on behalf of people who haven't experienced it, who haven't witnessed it, and who will be listening to the programme, and especially on behalf of males who'll be listening. You are a rock, an absolute rock. There's no doubt about that. You know, my admiration for you is absolutely pouring out because... But Frank, everybody needs to seek help because you can't do it on your own. Because you're down that far, you've no self-esteem or self-belief. So you need help. So seek that help first and foremost. That is sound advice. That really is sound advice. Go and ask for the help whether it be via a Citra, who we're talking about this morning, C-I-T-H or A-H or Women's Aid or any other groups that are there, go and, go and ask for the help. And if you're a man who's being abused by a woman, equally go and ask for the help. Or you're in a same-sex relationship, go and ask for, for the help. But I think, Ali, you'll have inspired people who will be listening at the moment who are on the journey and who are suffering as we speak. I really, really appreciate the call, Ali. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.